Welcome to Sky Talkers. Here are your hosts, Charlotte and Caitlin. Hello, and welcome to Sky Talkers. I'm your host, Charlotte. Hey, everyone. I am your other host, Caitlin, and we are checking out <laughs> the Rise of Skywalker final trailer. And y'all, we are less than two months out now. And I'm, I'm just, um, I'm alive. I'm living. I'm breathing. I'm actually, I'm barely breathing. <laughs> <laughs> so Charlotte and I filmed our reactions, and they're on our Twitters if you're interested in that. Um, and I was watching mine back, and I'm breathing so heavily in it. Like, my shoulders are going up and down for, like, a good portion of the whole trailer, and I didn't even realize it. <laughs> totally. It's just – it's a lot, and I just – I love Star Wars so much. I – So much. I – Guys. <laughs> okay, what's your favorite thing in the trailer? Oh, Ray and Kylo. <laughs> Ray and Kylo. No Obviously. one knows me, but I do. <laughs> what's your favorite part? Uh, that, obviously. I actually, okay. So, I, I do I, is that my favorite part? Yes, but I'm the most, the part that I'm most intrigued by is Palpatine's line. Yeah, that, yeah. That, like, long have i waited and now you're coming together dot 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 will be your undoing is your undoing yeah and i'm like I, he's definitely talking about rain kylo yeah but i'm so fascinated by that because not to get deep too fast <laughs> but the moment i heard that i was like okay interesting because i think that you and i have been thinking about rain and kylo in as instruments of the cosmic force in like positive terms or like neutral terms and here we have palpatine kind of saying at least that's i'm interpreting it as they're coming together finally like their balance means like something bad i think that's i think how i interpret but that's it, obviously from palpatine's perspective yeah is that he sees them like they're i'll just say it their love for each other <laughs> as it. a weakness and that that will be their undoing because well the Sith don't understand love yeah exactly so. um and so I think that's what he sees what's interesting is that in the trailer he says that and as he says you're coming together it shows Ray Finn Poe and Chewie and then it says will be your undoing as we like segue into a shot of ocean and ships and things like that <laughs> but i definitely think he's talking about ray and kylo i am really interested to see if any of our other characters actually see palpatine in the flesh right. ghost flesh mechanical but whatever he's doing <laughs> um i this trailer it this trailer looks so lush like Jewel tones. It's got a lot of jewel tones. Yes. I, I am getting a sense of this movie now, that it, a sense that I didn't really get with the teaser trailer or the um, the D23 like saga trailer. I, I don't know. I feel like now that the movie's like polished, it's really going through post-production and editing and everything like that. I really do get it. I think this is going to be a gorgeous movie. Yeah. Which surprised me because I didn't really think that. I thought that The Last Jedi was really going to be our looker aesthetic, of the, yeah. the sequel children yeah and i i mean i think this is just a different aesthetic and i'm just even opening with like the lush gar uh, jungle like caitlin here's your jungle oh God, planet. i've been wanting oh. a jungle planet for actual years wanna yeah long time listeners will know that you were like we need a jungle planet and i was like you got it in solo and you're like that's not enough <laughs> <laughs> i was always like ray in the rain <laughs> Yeah. And I've got her on a freaking ocean. <laughs> yeah. And it's, who knew it's I get caught? All the elements. The too. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, this um this film is it does have such a jewel tone to it, which is kind of funny because we always talk about like JJ Abrams and a mystery box, like a treasure box, and what's inside a treasure box, like jewels. But yeah, The Last Jedi was very there were so many contrasts, right? The whole thing was yin and yang. And then you had this amazing shot of red that just ran through the entire film. Whereas this film, 
looks, you know, it's green and blue and red and purple. But the blue. It's elemental. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And, and we even have Pisana, which is like the dried, like fire, basically, um, with the with the red, too, of like Kylo's lightsaber. And it just, it looks, it looks so mystical. And when the teaser dropped, the teaser for the trailer dropped a couple days ago, two days ago, it was so, like, the music was so holiday. It was so mm-hmm. magical and fantastical, not somber at all. And that was exactly what we got in this trailer as well. The beginning of it was a little, like, a little foreboding, a little ominous to it, but not overwhelming. And then by the time we got to the Force theme, I think, it was just so triumphant. It Like, we really were rising <laughs> to the end of this saga and to the end of this film. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I, I'm gonna. I'm. I think this will resonate with some of our listeners. So I'm gonna say what I think the music sounds like. So in Illuminations in Epcot, which is a fireworks show, like seriously, <laughs> this is not um, what I thought. And this is not where I thought you were going. But this makes sense. So please continue. Illuminations. Illuminations is like a celebration of all different cultures, whatever, and it ends with this amazing song that's like we we go on. And the end is sounded just like this trailer. (laughs) I was shocked. Maybe I'll find a clip and I can insert it because there's like a couple notes that I was like, wow. that evokes exactly what the trailer wanted to do then the the song in epcot <laughs> is we go on which is exactly how wow. like the the journey where we're finally here but like the story will live forever which is what the the trailer said and i was just like oh my gosh this is just so perfect that is, it really evoked the right emotions that is poetic <laughs> oh my god i, I i'm curious at how long we're going to be spending in this like death star graveyard place i don't know i just there's it's like so much of this film looks the same like the same sequence of events that we're seeing like it was overwhelmingly like all those ships in like different settings and different versions i felt like and then we had clips you know right at the beginning on the jungle planet and then we did we we saw pasana for a second or what we assume is pasana i th- i think we saw finn with his binoculars yeah, and on pasana that was really it but like it's well, it's really confusing because i I don't I don't know. I'm I, sorry. This is going to be a podcast where I'm just like kind of everywhere. My brain. I, and we we saw also with the the droid speeder fight, we saw like mm-hmm. another angle of that. Yeah, we did. We did. What we didn't see was dark gray. Yeah, it's so interesting. So like let's can we just like back up a little bit. So we start in the jungle planet and Ray is presumably training. What's so interesting is that right now we're in the middle of Allegiance, which is a comic book that is uh pre the Rise of Skywalker and we keep seeing Ray being like overly angry and like exerting all her frustrations and anger and uh she's kind of like disgruntled. And I kind of got that sense in the beginning when she's uh Mm-hmm. running on this jungle planet and then it transitions to her scavenging in the Death Star, which I was just like, oh my God, this is so perfect. This is all I ever wanted was an amazing yes. transition also. Yes. In the trailer. And her ta- like basically you're like, wow, you know, you go back to the only thing you ever knew, you know? So great. <laughs> like so great. But like even just hearing Finn's words right in the beginning the fact that we started with finn is just so poetic to me also because the the trailer for mm, yeah it starts with finn one. and i'm just like that's perfect yeah i was surprised you can see it in my reaction video i was like finn i just didn't expect that because i yeah. think that w- my brain went okay so it'll be finn in uh the force awakens and then the last jedi it'll it was ray breathing and i was like okay maybe ben will start breathing or something right whatever um Mm -hmm. and i thought that would make sense but i like this so much more because 
I I don't know. It was just it was so great the way he said it's an instinct uh, and a feeling. The force brought us together. I I think it's time that maybe we float around. Is Finn force sensitive? That question. I think that John Boyega has been like teasing that a little bit. But at the same time, I can actually see them going the route of Finn's not force sensitive. Everyone has the force. And if you you feel this destiny within you and you're aware of that destiny. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's kind of where I'm leaning right now. I Yeah, I loved Finn starting it. I think I was a little surprised, too, that it was him starting it. But he... You know, you mentioned that it's like the he started the very first trailer. He was the first character we saw. And here in the final tra- trailer, he's the first character that we hear. And it does, you know, it just balances so well. But what's amazing is that in that very first trailer, we see exactly where Finn started from The, fir- from the Force Awakens. And he is in the Stormtrooper outfit and he is scared, like, beyond all measure mm-hmm. <laughs> and uncertain. But here – and. I, I said, I was like, he sounds so confident in what he's saying. And it was just like comparing those two moments. It's just amazing. It's like, it's a, it's an instinct. It's a feeling. The force brought us together. He's completely confident. And this is what we've been saying about like Finn's character progression is that he, the last Jedi was about him finding his place in the resistance. And now he is fully committed. And like you were saying with destiny, not only is he fully committed, but like he believes that this is a part of his destiny to be on this journey with these people. And I wonder, like, with Ray being so disgruntled and frustrated and going back to the only thing she's ever known, and if she's kind of actively avoiding Kylo, they're avoiding each other, whatever that situation is at the beginning, if maybe, like, Finn is the one to be like, no, like, the Force is your destiny. Like, you have to do this. It would be an interesting – I think it would be unexpected, honestly, if Finn was the one to, like, help her – I don't know, or, or talk to her about her feelings yes. with that. Yes. Um, and you guys know that I really want that angsty conversation <laughs> between Finn and Ray. So I hope we still have that. But I also think it would be great if, you know, Ray is feeling really discouraged about her own force capabilities or about people like telling her who she is or what she should be doing. I do think that Finn will be someone to kind of center her and ground her, even if he doesn't necessarily understand everything that she is going right. through. I think he'll be a real sense of like he is part of her family. Absolutely. Even her, you see him on that Death Star barge, which I was really surprised by. In the trailer, yeah. you see her, him yelling Ray to her. And I just wonder what that scene even yeah. is. If, if Ray. So um, it's it's so weird because I'm like I think that we used to think that that scene was a force bond like they were fighting through the force bond mm-hmm. or somehow like teleporting who knows right and then Finn was there yeah. I wonder if Finn is like observing and like Kylo's not even there like I, that would be kind of crazy <laughs> you know what I mean funny. or like where are you like, going are you but I wouldn't be surprised if at that moment like that's when Ray and Kylo like uh, get together you know what I mean like. Yeah. Um. And and Ray leaves with Kylo or something like that, where that's that's Finn like chasing after her. I bet it's going to be a parallel of the abduction in Force Awakens, but she goes with him this time. Yeah. It's not an abduction. It's a reunion. Yeah. And 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 like he pulls her through to the other side, like wherever they're going, and Finn's like, "Whoa, wait! <laughs> I want Finn to be witness to that kind of stuff." Yeah, I do too. Because yeah, because I still I I don't think that Finn understands exactly what like how much power Ray does right. have. And I mean, wouldn't it be crazy if he sees them fighting and it's like this repeat of him running after her? And maybe he's able to reach her this time, like he wasn't in the Force Awakens. But I think the difference will be that she goes with him, goes with Kylo willingly, whether it's through like a force bond or a portal or something else, or if it's just like onto wow. his ship. <laughs> wow. 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 Yeah. I, I would put some money on that. <laughs> that. That makes sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about Poe's line where he says, we're not alone. Good people will fight if we lead them. I just really like this echo of we're not alone. You're not alone. We're not alone. It's just like, 
Nobody's alone. Everyone has each other as long as they, you know, have good leaders and good people. I was just like, man, I love the echoing of the Last Jedi language that's happened all throughout the Rise of Skywalker promo, like from Mm -hmm. no one's ever really gone to you're not alone to, you know, no one knows me. I'm no one. All these things I feel like are all like Mm -hmm. in the way that is so Star Wars. Wait, that's a. That's a really good parallel you brought up that I don't think we've explicitly what? stated about Ray in the beginning. Like, who are you? I'm no yeah. one. Her for, in the very first trailer, but in this one, it's like everyone says they know me. They don't. Like, she knows herself now, and that was part of her journey in the Last Jedi was to figure out who she was. Totally. Yeah, <sighs> and <laughs> just like the sh- even the shot, I don't really get that excited about like the resistance kind of stuff but i did get like a thrill from seeing like this group of um all different types of creatures and people and everything rallied around poe who i think is taking the place of leia if i could guess that's what that's what i thought i always thought that poe would take the place of leia and then finn would kind of move into not an extremist position like poe was in the last jedi but like basically in Japo's position. Yeah. Oh, I'm so happy to see Rose but, in this too. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. We saw Rose. It's just like it's so <laughs> thrilling. We saw her, I think, twice. And I just she's, you know, commander now. It's just great. Very happy. She looked great. Yeah. What was great about that scene is that she is going the opposite direction. Everyone is running away behind her and she's going towards whatever it is they're she's looking oh, no. at. Yep. Oh no. <laughs> That's bad. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and we saw uh, what's his face from Lost behind her. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. was in Lord of the Rings too. Yeah. You know who? You know who else we didn't see? We what? did not see Hux. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. I wonder yeah. if he's too busy staging a coup. A coup. <laughs> Yes. Oh, but you know what we did see? We did see all of this, like other ships, I think, rising out of the water, like not just the Death Star. Oh my God, right? That was crazy. The way that the last year has made us care about ships, like actual ships. Star Wars does the impossible. Like, honestly. (laughs) Yeah, it's so crazy. (laughs) I don't know if I. You know, I think that they're, I think that Ray and Kylo are fighting on top of the Death Star ruins, but I don't think I consider that maybe they're not, and maybe they're fighting on the top of a Star Destroyer ruin. I don't, I don't know. All I know is I know what those ships are, and I was like, whoa, awesome. (laughs) Yeah. And the fact that, like, um, if, if we can consider, like, some of Palpatine's contingency plan, as sunken under the water like that's even fascinating to me of like they're out in the the outer whatever the unknown regions but they're Mm -hmm. also in plain sight underneath water like I kind of like that I like that like parallel a little bit with you know the return of Palpatine and how Palpatine is kind of almost ever present yeah sorry I am looking at the throne uh-huh. The the Palpatine Iron Throne. <laughs> yes. I was watching the trailer and I was like, does Palpatine have the Iron Throne? Did he win the Iron Throne in the end? I mean, he kind of did. <laughs> he kind of did. But you had sent me um, that Phil Sozak had retweeted concept art from Ralph McQuarrie from The Return of the Jedi that was used for this, which is super interesting. Uh, so cool. This really looks like something straight out of animation. Like I could see this this whole design very easily on Malachor or Morband <laughs> or Mustafar, pick your M planet. Um, I could see that. Like, can't you see that Invader Immortal, that whole design? And, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would fit so well. <sighs> Caitlin, you got to look in your Star Wars archives books to see if there's any oh my God, other. You're right. There's, if there's any other concept art from you know palpatines like the throne room or anything like that because they they constantly pull from that like vader's castle like oh my god oh yeah yeah they never doug chang has said many times he's like yeah we never throw anything away (laughs) 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 the cool thing about this throne is that inside on the throne not just the like spikes around it which do remind me of a spider which is interesting given i think that (gasps) palpatine kind of functions similarly to a spider getting like people are caught in his web you you know know what it you know what it looks like what it looks like mother talzin 
You know how she's got Oh my that, like, god, it does. It looks like Mother Talzin. Wow. Wow. Crazy. Wait, do I need I'm gonna look up a picture of Mother Talzin right now. It reminded me of Maul and his spidery legs. It did. I was like, are you telling me that the look to the animation connection we needed was Maul's spider legs? That was it the whole time. <laughs> Our friend Katie is shaking. She is. <laughs> Our, um, so on the throne, though, I think that you can see, and I might be mistaken about this, but I think you can see a faint uh, imprint of the Sith symbol that they keep pushing on a lot of different merchandise that everyone's like, what the heck? There's a Sith symbol. Excuse me. Yeah. And it, it is like a diamond. Which is interesting because wasn't the code name for the Rise of Skywalker Black Diamond? The only one I remember is Trixie. Trixie, yeah, it, it was it was Trixie, and then it, it it was it started as Black Diamond and then switched to Trixie. Yeah, there's also a triangle at the bottom too of the seat, which is just like totally makes sense in terms of yeah, any like, sort of Sith imagery is always mm-hmm. with like a holocron. Uh-huh. And yeah, the holocron. Yeah, because the the image you sent me that Phil had retweeted, Phil Sosak, with the throne, Palpatine is like it's up on this big platform, uh, whereas the one we see isn't quite as high, it looks like. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if that's where we're seeing Rey at the end um, when she's standing by herself and presumably it's Palpatine like up above her. And oh right, with that with that throne kind of yeah. in, the, in the left hand corner of it, and it kind of yeah. moves. It I reminds know. me of, you know, what Maul. it reminds me of. <laughs> yes, but similarly to Maul, it reminds me of um, in the Phantom Menace, the Nemoidians have a chair that they that they have in Naboo that they sit on. That, yeah, like, remember the spider tra- trailer and like walks. Mm-hmm. Remember well, okay, yeah, I do. What if Palpatine is like chicken in a pot from Solo and he's just like a head in a jar? That would be so creepy. Be I actually would hate that. Creepy. I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to pull all possibilities here. Um, you know what else it looks like? It also looks like um, wherever Palpatine took Ezra at the end of Rebels to see his parents, like when he starts walking through that wherever he was walking through and Palpatine is the hologram. Mm-hmm. It kind of looks like that too. Not the throne, but like the shapes and stuff. I mean, Sith imagery and like evil always has kind of similar imagery and, and geometric shapes, you know, like tall and trapezoid and triangular. But I don't know. I think it's, you know, these things have come up before and I think it's important to remember that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally. Um. We did – one of the interesting things I thought was that we did see Janna and their horses, but they weren't on Pisana. They were like – it looked like they were on top of a ship. It was like so space. cool. <laughs> I was like, I rewound that scene so much, and she's leading it. It was yeah. so badass. I was – It was great. Yeah. It definitely looked like it was Death Star or whatever is happening with, like, these ships emerging from the water, whatever. Or, like, is it in space? Like, who knows? Yeah. I don't. I mean, seriously, I don't. <laughs> the th- the, here's the thing about Star Wars is that, like, you could be like, oh, yeah, that reminds me of this thing that's in Star Wars. I wonder if that's thing. And it could be, but it also could be something completely radically different. Mm-hmm. Or it could be something that's, like, tangentially linked. So it deserves a mention. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Okay. Here's the question. All right. So mm-hmm. after the Last Jedi trailer, the probably the word that trended after Star Wars <laughs> was misdirection and mm-hmm. it was the ongoing debate that everything in the last Jedi trailer was misdirection when in fact none of it was so what are we thinking about this trailer as far as misdirection nothing Same. nothing is misdirection I still Same. don't have a clear idea of what the plot is except I, mm-hmm. I have a clear understanding that which is hasn't changed at all, but whatever. <laughs> like I think I've had this yeah. clear understanding since 2017. But <laughs> the Kylo and Ray will start off as foes, and then get back together because they have attention, and then be potentially used for their power, only to find themselves back together. I kind of think that now it'll be Kylo reaching out to Ray, like a lot more than I think I anticipated. Interesting. Because like we were talking about Ray being so determined and like angry in her training and even in how she looks at Kylo when they're on the desk, like when he the Mr. Darcy moment when he's like, I do, I know who you are. Um, 
she just looks so like angry and frustrated in the whole front half of the trailer. So, and kind of like what I was saying with Finn about how like she doesn't really know what her place is. She's going back and the only thing she knows, but the only way, like, I mean, you think about it, Kyla at the beginning said she needs a teacher and that's still true. And she tried mm-hmm. to find it in Han and she tried to find it in Luke. And she eventually found like her greatest sense of belonging and her greatest abilities when she was with Kylo. But she's angry at him at the end of The Last Jedi, which is clear. Like her face is very angry at him and, and um, disappointed. And I think that'll only grow. But like the key is for them to be together. Like Palpatine says, you're coming together. That'll be your undoing. But that's not true because we're getting a happy ending here. And so I think she's going to be trying to do it on her own and it's not going to work. And Kylo's going to be like, I can help you with that. She's like, I'm not talking to you. (laughs) He's like, okay. He's like, have you told the others yet? And she's like, shut up. And he's like, all right, I'll see you tomorrow. (laughs) So true. And I think that it's just going to like push her to the edge. And I think – Maybe at one point she'll finally be like, everyone keeps saying they know me and I don't. And he'll say, yeah, they don't, but I do. Like, let me help you. Like, let's do that. Like, we have to do this together. You know it. I know it. Let's do this. That line elicits quite the reaction in me. (laughs) The, the, The fact that that, like, they show so first off it's not in that scene that's the thing that's interesting is like you don't actually see their lips saying those lines it's that line is put over them fighting which is Mm -hmm. just like tension city but then at the same time it's like when did that happen because like i just don't like voiceovers with ray and kylo now are just like so crazy to me because i all i can think about is the the hut scene yeah when we didn't know where I'm like, okay, so that's pro- this is probably a force bond, you know, which is like I'm so excited to see the evolution of the force bond, and I can't wait for the first time it opens up again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's like it's they could not be going more for those Darcy vibes. Like it's insane. I just the rain, <laughs> the, him emerging like that. His, the also the backwards grip. I just like I don't know what to make of the scene on the Death Star, like the the shooting, the the fighting one, because I'm like. I just don't know whether Ray is angry at Kylo and Kylo is just taking it or if they're actually fighting or if they're training. I don't know. I know. That's the confusing thing because when I look at it, when it shows the shot of them actually fighting on the deaths on wherever they're on, it doesn't look like it doesn't look as ferocious as we've seen them fighting. And I don't know if that's just me being like, they're in love (laughs) or... Or what? But it doesn't look as hardcore as we've seen from them. So, again, I don't know if that's my bias creeping into this or what the situation is. But there's something a little bit off about it. But you're right. I just don't know what. Because he does turn his lightsaber backwards, which is a fighting stance. I don't know how that works with the, the hilt of Kylo's lightsaber, how that necessarily functions. But... He's not. What's running. crazy now that I just thought about that the the backwards stance, which is similar to Ahsoka. You know, Ray has that stance as well mm-hmm. in the Last Jedi. Yeah, and here we have does. him. They have the same movements, the same training. It's like insane. Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> it really is. But she like she looks like she's waiting for him, but they're not mm-hmm. charging at each other. It's just it's so interesting. I know. And I just – I don't know what to make of it because then – okay. So then let's talk about all the Ray and Kylo stuff, okay? <laughs> so then we have – I don't know if that's the next one or not, but I think that the scene of them destroying what I guess the internet has debunked to be the Vader helmet in this white hallway. Where are they? It's so white. It's just so shiny. Well, what am I looking at? It's like that clip from the Disney shareholders meeting that never really got released of Kylo yes. in the white room without the helmet on and it he's putting a helmet he's either putting a helmet in a case or taking it out of a case you don't really know with the clip um but it it looks like that kind of situation but in the clip we saw in the actual trailer Kylo's wearing his helmet he's wearing the Kintsugi helmet and they're together and destroying this thing Vader's helmet yeah. which is on a body <laughs> I, I have a theory. I'm going to say it. Go. Okay. So 
after watching the Yoda arc from the Clone Wars this summer, um, for like the 14th time in analyzing it, I feel like this what what Kylo and Rey are destroying reminds me of what Yoda had to overcome on Moraband mm-hmm. when he was in when he encountered Darth Bane. And it's when Yoda acknowledged that there's that there was no fear that he is greater than Darth Bane. Darth Bane really disappeared and kind of disappeared into several fragments. And it just makes me think that, okay, so here we have a character who has explicitly said that, you know, this 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 helmet has shown things to him in The Force Awakens. That's what Kylo says. So is I think we've all talked about how the 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 helmet is perhaps enchanted. So, okay, maybe we could have a scene of Kylo getting that helmet, like you mentioned from that shareholder shareholders meeting, um, getting it out, and then it becomes enchanted, and then Ray and Kylo have to destroy it, and therefore this moment of Kylo overcoming whatever is inside of him that he has to overcome that fear, you know, confronting his fear. Is the death shadow of the Jedi? Yeah. Oh my God. So true. <laughs> Who said that? Where did we hear that? Almost like it was Luke Skywalker himself <laughs> in the trailer. Yeah. I just I think that it's an enchanted version, and I mean I think what's interesting is that you see Ray with both a lightsaber and a dagger. I don't know what that is. A knife. Who knows? Well, I mean, I remember Padme some... was going to have a dagger too, and uh... oh my god, reverse Annie Dalla <laughs> destroy! Oh my god, a knife destroying a Vader, Vader mask! <gasps> oh <gasps> my god, Caitlin, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> <laughs> so we used to have concept art and a concept of. Padme supposedly, I mean, most fans know this, supposedly supposed to take a dagger, a knife to Mustafar, and that was going to be her last resort with Anakin. Yeah, she couldn't bring him back. She was going to kill him. But we knew she would never have been able to do that. So I wonder, what if Dark Ray gets the death? But she's not in that outfit. Maybe she, like, does a costume change. Maybe, like, her white outfit is underneath her black cloak. (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) But she. what if the dagger is, like supposed to kill kylo but they use it instead to kill the shadow i mean i also kind of think the dagger could potentially be used to kill palpatine because we've seen the dagger in mortis dagger so great dagger controls those like heavenly force users yeah so and i think that that's exactly what like we're gonna see from like the type of power we're gonna see from palpatine so i wonder what that is but I, I just think I, I'm like totally fascinated by this like enchantment of the Vader yeah. mask and then both of them so destroying it together. Because Palpatine is wrong and them coming together will not be their undoing. Right. It'll be their I success. mean, it's just so fascinating. When you, when you look at the, the Yoda arc, I mean, that was Yoda's hero's journey to be able to become master of two worlds, which is the end of the hero's journey and i just like i feel like i just keep saying this but like that's exactly what's going to happen with ray and kylo too they both have to become master of two worlds in order to complete their journeys and if this is just a step on it just like it was a step for yoda i'm just like my mind is going to be blown in the theater like i just can't what's great about that moment in because in that yoda arc uh yoda has to face his physical shadow but the thing Mm -hmm. on moraband with darth vane that's where like you look back at it and it's like that's where the force priestesses told him you know we don't know what's gonna happen to you in there and we can't go in there so godspeed best of luck and he's confronted with all of those sith warriors as well who try to attack him and yoda is is smart enough to tell them you know you're not you're dead you're not force ghosts because you can't be and you're not real so you don't scare me. And they literally go, you're right, and disappear. <laughs> <laughs> it would be so good. It would be very Indiana Jones. It would be. But he has a harder time with Darth Bane. But it's the same situation. And yeah. Darth Bane is the bigger – it's like the boss level challenge of that. But then after that is when <laughs> we see the casual blood sacrifice by Palpatine. Uh, I know. <laughs> when you introduce a knife into the mix, you know, oh we'll my God. not mention casual blood sacrifice. <laughs> the knife is is really 
everything. What? <laughs> <laughs> what, okay, what if it's the other way around? So what if Palpatine has somehow made Dark Ray his apprentice at one point and she like snaps out of it, but they like they use the knife like Kylo and Ray on a tag team to pull like to lure Palpatine in through their like what if they do the casual blood sacrifice? Who knows, Caitlin? But casual blood sacrifice is happening. <laughs> Man, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> Cannot stress this enough. Casual blood sacrifice. Let's talk about Ray and Kylo in the throne room and how our friend Kate on Twitter pointed out that it is like a reflection of the yin and yang symbolism. It's framed and that way. Kylo is cloaked in the light and Ray in the dark. But her costume is white and his black. It's what we call a balance. It's truly the balance. (laughs) I I can't even form words. I just, oh my God. And then the shot of Kylo looking, like at the very end of the trailer, him looking like, what is that shot? Oh my god! It's I think it might be my favorite shot in the trailer. It's such a it's such a cool shot. The the lighting in it because it looks like yeah, something it is starts re- out dark. Yeah, and then but light. he has like a reflection or something on his eye, and then it kind of it brightens a little bit. But what's great is we don't, you know, thinking about the shots we didn't see in this or any kind of reference like the ones we saw in the other teasers. Like you know the fa- the iconic shot of Kylo just like body slamming that guy in the forest. Nothing about Kylo is aggressive in this trailer, um, except for when he's dueling. And like I said, I don't really read the duel against Rey, seemingly against Rey, on top of the Death Star as the most ferocious we've seen. And then the next time we see him is when he is with Rey, slicing down whatever that is, um, which that looks ferocious, but he's with Rey. So like he's quote unquote on the good side, at least, or doing something productive. but like we see him walking out of the the waves and he's quietly walking and then just seeing him staring off at whatever it is he's looking at <sighs> a villain <laughs> a villain a villain <laughs> i yeah the lighting on it is so good I, how is this going it just flickers between dark and light like it's not <laughs> <laughs> to me, it's just like the the metaphor isn't hard to understand. I know. It's just it's beautiful. And then the next shot is Ray looking straight ahead and she's got the blue lightsaber reflected in her eyes. To me, it's very safe to assume that most of the scenes that Kylo has. Oh, we didn't even see the Knights of Ren in this. How weird is that, Caitlin? I mean, it's weird, but it's okay. <laughs> I just feel like maybe this is just like... I feel like the general audience might not even know who they are, so yeah. why would they care to see them? But I, you know, it's. I was just about to say, I would assume that m- most of, like, I would say that 90% of Kylo's scenes, like Adam Driver's scenes, are with Rey, mm-hmm. and like 10% is forced First Order whatever, because it's not like we even got a glimpse of his, like, being Supreme Leader at all. Like, mm-hmm. he's just going to be the worst Supreme Leader. <laughs> I love him, but, like, I, I just don't. Like, maybe that's where Hux is. Who knows, you know? Yeah. He's staging a kill. Maybe Kylo is on the outs this whole time. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. It would, it would be really interesting. I talking think. about that for a long time. Yeah, if he were. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but, like, if we even start with him on the outs, um, yeah. that would be really I mean, that's something that actually could be explained in the crawl, and I wouldn't hate it. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're right. It could like, be. Like, Supreme Leader Kylo Ren is... Oust on the run. Yeah, it hasn't been seen in days or like months. You, oh my god, you have a you have a Luke Skywalker has vanished. You have a Supreme Leader Kylo Ren has vanished. That would be a cool parallel. Yeah, they could even what they could even do honestly is they could, so if that happened, then maybe part of Ray's frustration isn't that she's avoiding Kylo, it's that she can't get in contact with him because what if he's like trapped. Or what if he's like been imprisoned or something by Pride and Hux? And Pride has those things that come from the EU that Thrawn had that like dampen force abilities. Interesting. I mean, I think that could be a thing. Yeah. But I really do think that she's like blocking him out. I do. I and therefore do too. struggling, struggling with herself and the force and everything. Yeah. And like they're only like as strong as they are 
like they have to be together in order to have that strength, mm-hmm. which is I think what Palpatine is referring to, um, which I think is just so fascinating. It really does echo, you know, your 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 faith in your friends is yours in terms of your weakness in Return of the Jedi. What Palpatine says mm-hmm. to Luke, like it, it really does bring me back to every defense that Luke had in the throne room in Return of the, Return of the Jedi and what like snide remark Palpatine met. Well. them with you know we keep saying like Palpatine is wrong like he knows like he's wrong about Ray and Kylo but the thing is this is all part of Palpatine's manipulation because oh what am I gonna bring up again the Revenge of the Sith novelization holy crap yep I'm just like, wow, I'm surprised that it's just not me again. <laughs> you thought I was going to say last Jedi novelization. Jedi novelization, yep, but nope, no. Coming out of not so left field because the whole thing, like that's the thing. He has to he has to have these people isolated in order to manipulate them. That's what he did with Anakin. That was the whole thing. The whole tragedy with it within like my favorite part in the Revenge of the Sith novelization is the chapter that's called the Jedi Trap. And at the end of it, it go- details how Palpatine like knew that the only way he was going to get Anakin is if he set up this whole ruse in order to get Obi Wan off planet. And he was like, "The trap wasn't the, <laughs> the trap wasn't Grievous. The trap was Obi Wan." And like going back to the beginning of Revenge of the Sith too, when Palpatine is like, "Just leave him." And Anakin's mm-hmm. like, his fate will be the same as ours. And Palpatine's like, oh, crap, now I got to go through this whole other thing to get Obi-Wan out of the way. Or else he, like, because Obi-Wan and Anakin are stronger together. And the same was with Luke and his friends. And the card that Palpatine didn't really anticipate was Luke and his father having that kind of connection. But they did. And Vader was won over by Luke's compassion and his love. But... Vader or Palpatine sure tried to make sure that Luke was separated from his family and from his friends uh, in that moment. And then he's going to do the same with Rey and Kylo because he actually knows that they're stronger together. Um, So he's got to find a way to get them separated. Okay, so it's actually chapter 15 of the Revenge of the Sith novelization called Death on Utapau. And it goes... When constructing an effective Jedi trap, as opposed to the sort that results in nothing more than an embarrassingly brief entry in the temple archives, there are several design features that one should include for best results. And he goes through some of them. And he goes, the second is a remote, nearly inaccessible location, one that is easily taken and easily forfeited with a sharply restricted field of action. It should also ideally belong to someone else, preferably an enemy. The locations used for Jedi traps never survive the operation unscathed, and many don't survive at all. Blah, 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 blah. And he goes, the fourth element in an effective Jedi trap is a massively overwhelming force of combat troops who are willing to burn the whole planet, including themselves if necessary, to ensure that the Jedi in question does not escape. A textbook example of the ideal Jedi trap is the one that waited on Utapau for Obi-Wan Kenobi. So good. Honestly, this this book is so good. I, I should reread it again. <laughs> we really should. Even the chapter titles are just so clutch. <laughs> They're just really good. I had to, like, go get this out of – like, I'm still in the process of moving, and Charlotte and I were talking about it. I was like, wait, I just – I got to go – I got to go grab it. (laughs) You know, we just got to, like, haul this thing out and see what's going on. But, yeah, like, Palpatine, the point – like, all of that was orchestrated by Palpatine, and it was about getting him away from Anakin, and he was successful there. He was unsuccessful, unsuccessful with uh, Luke and Vader. So he's gonna mm-hmm. go go for gold <laughs> with the third Truly. one and get Ray and Kylo to be separated. Let's talk about C three PO and the three PO scene because that felt like the only composite complete scene that was like not like a flash, you know? Yeah. And it, the trailer kind of paused and let that happen and made you super nostalgic for a potential 3PO death, which I'm just like not ready for, honestly, because that like kind of broke me the way he said, like looking at my friends for the last time. I mean, I do think that he, you know, Caitlin, I've been talking about this for a while when it dropped in the Vanity Fair article um, that C3PO would have a, a significant um, part. 
And obviously something is inside of his memory, something that needs to be accessed. Well, that's why, I mean, that's why, I mean, we were talking about this in Celebration when Anthony Daniels completely took yeah. over the entire panel um, about how, you know, no one ever listens to C-3PO. And then there was that image, what I think it's from Entertainment or EW with Zori Bliss and how she's got the the chip or something that she's holding. And she's in that shot too. So Right. How crazy is that? That is kind of crazy. So I bet that there is something there, um, something on the chip. But I wonder whatever it is, it, like it sounds like it's going to be destructive. It's like once this message finishes, it will self-destruct and destroy whatever is housing it. But C-3PO has been built so many times, like rebuilt so many times. It, it's interesting mm -hmm. to know what would have enough power to make – a droid unfixable. I just hope that R2 can help in some way. Yeah. If he does go dark and loses all his memories, like maybe R2 can help him out in that way and restore something. Like give him his memory chip or something. Yeah. Like copy C3PO it. has already lost his memory though. I know. It's just like poetry. So I'm just like, it's interesting to me to think about C3PO in this like sacrificial way, but it makes sense to me as like a remnant from Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. And it was – I think it's going to be a really beautiful moment. And I think it's interesting that if it really is going to be a beautiful moment and if it really is the end of C-3PO, like, that they spoiled it basically in in this trailer. But also at the same time, it does pull at your nostalgia strings. I mean, this trailer, like, didn't really have – I guess it did. I, I don't know. I can't I can't really say that. But like I think in the past some of the trailers have well, that's also not true. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying here. I was I was trying to say that like the nostalgia card really wasn't played in this trailer in the same way that it has been in the past, like Chewy Were Home or anything like that. Yeah. But I I think that it, it was with C three PO, but that feels like an odd choice. And then the final line with confronting fear, it's a destiny of Jedi, you're, you're, the force will be with you always, and Leia saying that. Mm. To me, it sounds like a force go situation, which, oh my God, I am not ready, Caitlin, to see Leia potentially die on whoa, screen. Whoa, like, whoa, 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 whoa. She, she's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> didn't it feel like that scene at the very end with Ray? like, didn't it feel like a ghost moment? No. Like her being confronted. You didn't think that at all? I wonder I thought maybe like she's seen Kylo, like in whatever his transformative well, repair is. With with Luke and <laughs> Ray or with Luke and Leia, I wouldn't be surprised if like Luke is there training as a force ghost with Ray and Leia is there too. And like they're all there. Yeah. And like they send her on her merry way. Yeah. Leia, uh, Ray potentially training with Leia. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I let's let's not jump the gun on Force Ghost Light until we okay. absolutely have to. I just had to say, I think the the last shot makes me think with all the bluey glow makes me think of a Force Ghost situation, and that last line makes me think of an encouraging Force Ghost situation. <laughs> As but to an I angry Force Ghost. Yeah. So like, I my brain immediately jumped to. Because I think it's just so ever present. Today's Carrie Fisher's birthday and all these things. Like I don't, I don't know. I hope that she outlives the movie. I do too. I really I do. do too. I think it's. I think they they can. Um, I think, mm -hmm. however, however, Leia's character does end in this episode. I think that that was the plan from the beginning, whether Carrie Fisher was there or not, um, because of because of the way that they chose, like how they're choosing to utilize her, like how they choose to use uh, cut footage from The Force Awakens as opposed to like CGI or recasting. I don't know. I think that – I think they're just going to – I think it's going to be the same plan. I just think probably – you know, like the end point is the same, but the pieces have had to be moved around given the circumstances. But we absolutely need some sort of understanding between Leia and Ben. It needs to happen. Yeah. I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know either. But like – even if they didn't just somehow work it out where they can feel each other through the force or something, yeah, I will be happy with that. I just I need that connection. I we need. I think we need that connection. I did. I mean, that's what we've been saying for the whole time. It's like the Phantom Menace was started with me letting her son go, like loving him enough to give him his best chance with the Jedi, and for it to come full circle. You know, you have a mother welcoming her son back home. It just it feels that feels so good. You know, that ends so nicely. And I really hope 
that we see that. I remember before, like way before we – like right after Carrie Fisher passed away and before we knew at all what was going to happen. Um, this is before The Last Jedi came out. Um, we – I remember thinking like what if there was a message stored in R2 for Ben and like a wow. hologram because I was like, oh, they could do that. Like they could – CG a hologram, but it's not like actually CGing her character. You know what I mean? And I remember mm-hmm. thinking like, oh, that could be a potential solution for Ben and Leia having a moment. Um, I still don't know how I feel about that. I know I would cry if I saw that on screen. <laughs> I don't know about that being like the moment, but I remember having like speculating that that was, you know, potentially something that we might see on screen. Yeah. I think that maybe that's in 3PO. Yeah, could be. How did this trailer stack for you versus The Last Jedi's and The Force Awakens's? I think, I don't know, Last Jedi was so good because it was before we were Raylos. And so seeing it was just like, whoa. It really was like a tidal wave. It really was. That's so funny because, like, there's so many waves <laughs> in this. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, the whole time, even before we were Raylos, we were always like, Ray and Kylo are our main characters and they're, like, going to go on this journey together and Ray is going to help Kylo. I think we were always talking about that. So, number one, it's stupid that we weren't Raylos before then. But, you know, that's another complaint for another time. Um, and so, but, like, seeing that in the trailer was just amazing. It was so it was so crazy. But I don't know. Like this one just looks so different and it looks it looks so epic. It does look so fantastical in a way that the last Jedi didn't. Um I don't know. I don't know which one I like better. Do you? It's hard for me to rank them because right now, just like what we say after every new Star Wars movie, we're like, we can't rank them. We can't say that one's our favorite until it's sat with us for a little bit. And I think that's true with this trailer. I do think that I was more thrown off by the last Jedi one, but I think that was intentional. And this one just like made me feel good. Yeah. But then again, it's like the first Rise of Skywalker trailer from Celebration. That one. I think I like that teaser more than this trailer. Yeah, because that one was surprising because it was like, oh, my God, Palpatine. <laughs> I just can't handle the fact that they gave you one whole minute of one scene of whatever that is, which we haven't even referred to here. Yeah, exa- like, exactly. So, yeah, whereas this one, I feel like I know what elements to expect. It was just how are we going to see them? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I figured we might see something from Palpatine. And that that makes it sound like I'm totally blase about this. I'm not 100% not. (laughs) But as far as like shock factor, I think Last Jedi final trailer and Rise of Skywalker first trailer are my favorites. Yeah. I don't know. There's I mean, it's all fun. It's all part of the journey. And I was like a little it was a little bittersweet because I don't know, like if you're on Twitter, you know, it's like a little Star Wars Twitter community and we're all sitting on Twitter just waiting for the trailer to drop and complaining about having to sit through a football game to get there <laughs> and talking to each other about tickets and it's just like that's so fun. It's stressful, but it's fun. And, you know, this is the last one for the Skywalker saga. So it was hard. <laughs> um, and it, it really – it was super emotional. I got, like, emotional a couple times during the night yeah, about it. I just – yeah, like, we're really coming to the end, and it's going to be a happy ending. It's going to be a happy ending, listeners. But it's going to it's gonna be painful to get there, though. It is. Like, there's going to be some loss in the way, but, you know – our Skywalkers, we got to see some smiles for them all at the end and for Ray. What I loved about this trailer is that it ended with Ray. Like, it very clearly puts Ray as our main, main character. Oh, totally. You know? It starts with Ray, it ends with Ray. Mm-hmm. It's and, 100% her journey. Yeah. And like, even like Kylo and Finn, like, they're talking to her. Like, their conversation is about her. So I. 
that made me really happy too. So I was like, yes, this is like, yes, Kylo and Finn are our other main characters, but Ray is our main character mm-hmm. <laughs> with a capital M. So I just we're getting there, folks. I don't know. I actually, I actually kind of think that I like this trailer more than the Last Jedi one. <laughs> I think there's more to analyze and discuss and I think there's more that intrigues me what really stood out to me about the last Jedi trailer was that last shot but to me I think there's more to pick over here yeah I think so too the last trailer for the last Jedi for whatever trailer it was I feel like that one focused a lot on Kylo actually yeah Um, which if you remember like none of the last Jedi marketing had any Kylo really (laughs) until we got to this trailer so that actually was kind of a big deal for him to be in as much footage as he was in that trailer but Mm -hmm. yeah that one that was just so fun I just remember freaking the freak out about and the whole like that last shot of are they in the same place are they not in the same place and people you know, comparing the lighting and stuff behind them. That was the first time that I, I feel like, I don't know. I, I, I feel like that's the first time I started engaging with the Raylo community, honestly, because they were the ones yeah. that were talking about that. And I was like, what do, what do you guys know <laughs> that I don't? So I don't, I mean, I love them all because I love Star Wars. None of them have been bad. So. Oh my God. <laughs> so like. I've been disappointed exactly zero times. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's so good. It's so good. good. We didn't even talk about the fact that there's a shot that you can see the ghost, potentially the ghost from Star Wars Rebels Mm -hmm. with all the the ships. Like maybe the Colossus will show up. Who knows? I hope so. That like erupted on Twitter earlier because that was revealed in like a teaser for today's trailer. And... Oh my god! Charlotte I'm cried. so glad that they did that. I did. I got so emotional thinking about like, oh my god, they're really doing this. They're bringing out everything, all of the stops in this movie, including rebels. Like, I don't, I don't know that it's just like a small gesture like that that gets me so emotional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. And even if we don't see the pilot, who I'm like, oh my god, Jason. is it Jason? I'm, I'm like, I if it was or Ezra, what would happen? Or like, oh my god. Those thoughts, sure, are super fun, but I don't think I even need that. Like, I think it's just so fantastic that I have, you know, that we can have this, like, celebration of the end of the Skywalker saga with all these different elements from canon that might mean nothing to the general audience, but mean, like, everything to, like, us fans. It's just so, so celebratory. Star Wars is so good. It's just, it's so good. And times like these, I know that sometimes you can get... I don't know. It's easy to like – I feel like sometimes we put ourselves in competition as like hardcore Star Wars fans with like hardcore Marvel fans about like what's the better franchise. And I feel like sometimes I get disappointed by Star Wars and like the decisions that it makes and stuff. And all of that is still true. And like the disappointments I have are still true. But times like this just remind me that like Star Wars is it. Star Wars is no oh, yeah. franchise. You know what I mean? Like Avengers could never. <laughs> I know. I know. It's like the storytelling is just off the charts. It oh, is. also an- another thing we didn't mention from this. I'm sorry. To- my brain is everywhere. And I promise this is our reaction episode. We're going to do an analysis episode. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> I we-, we didn't talk about the ice planet or ice city, whatever they're showing and how it's like mirror reflected and iceberg or something. And I- it's just like. So perfect. I mean, you you pointed out that it was somehow like a divider line that was similar to the art of the Rise of Skywalker cover and how that could potentially, you know, we have the ice planet, which is also like totally mirrors and reflects the Mustafar, um, mm-hmm. the fire planet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then not only that, but you have this like mirror reflection which is just a perfect symbol for our two protagonists, Kylo and Rey, who are mere opposites. And it's just like, man, that's, that is a shot to me that when I said in the beginning of this episode, I was like blown away by the visuals. That's exactly what I was meaning because I just didn't expect that. And that and like the yin and yang symbolism, the like the way that Rey and Kylo are in this throne room. Oh my God. It's just like, I'm sorry, my brain is going like crazy, but 
them in the throne room again ray has her lightsaber and kylo is below her below below her and he doesn't have his lightsaber and it really it's just like it's so i i honestly can't believe that they're gonna get a second chance at a throne room (laughs) and i (laughs) i like don't know what to make of that because i think it's so great that you know you can like reach such a high in one throne room and then such a low and then be brought back and you have Ray slightly higher than Kylo in this moment. It's almost like we obviously Ray has a high ground and it's I would think that this is a totally apologetic m- moment and maybe a reflecting moment. I don't know. I just it's definitely a romantic moment. <laughs> and the thing is is that I I just keep thinking about that line of Daisy Ridley being like when asked about Kylo and she was like, is an apology ever enough? I just can't wait to see Kylo like profusely apologizing and how many like times that's going to happen. And I could actually see it happening here in this scene just by the way that the visuals are, the visual languages. Oh, yeah. And like the way that his stance is too, like you can't even see his lightsaber. Like it very well could be behind his cloak, but you can't even see it. Like he's not holding it out or anything like that. Like it's very much away. And like his knee, like his stance is forward, but he's leaning forward, like entreatingly, entreatingly to her. Um, you know, we talk you we always talk about the end of the throne room scene in The Last Jedi, and it's like you you, they have that climactic release where it's like, okay, if this were any other film, this is where the two romantic leads like come together and kiss and like hug and are, you know, ecstatic. But they don't because that's the darker middle chapter and they're still on opposite sides of this this war and they haven't come together completely yet because they haven't been able – like Kylo hasn't been able to let go of his – not his past, but like he hasn't been able to let go of his need to let go of his past and like not really understanding what that's about. <laughs> <laughs> that whole thing. And so they're separated and it's tragic and they both hate it. They're both upset about it. But this like this second battle is their chance to come together. Because like if we're doing reverse Anidala, Anidala in their first battle is when they come together at the end. They come together at the beginning of like before their battle in Geonosis starts and then they go and get freaking married at the end of it. But the circumstances all around them were wrong. And so when they have their second battle, their second fight on Mustafar, that's when they're separated. And it's tragic. But for and Kylo, it's the opposite. Their first battle – I mean, not really their first battle against each other. It's obviously in The Force Awakens. But they're also separated there. Then they come together in union in The Last Jedi. But they're separated there as well. Third time's a charm. They're going to have that battle again. I bet it's going to – we're going to see a mixture of them against each other and then with each other throughout the film and maybe even in the same battle. That would be kind of cool too. But they're finally going to get to come together. Ooh, it's going to be so good. Yes, it is. We're seeing it at 6 o'clock in IMAX. On and I am ready. On Thursday, <laughs> December 19th, we will be going to Waffle House afterwards, and you can look forward to a live recording, probably either from the parking lot of Waffle House or in Waffle House itself. Or your car. Or my car, yeah. Some mixture yeah. of both. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I'm not ready. Yeah. I know. I'm – yep. Yep. All, all right. Yeah. To all of the above. <laughs> All right. Okay. Do you have anything else to say? I do, but I think we should save it for our actual analysis episode. Definitely. Okay. So, <laughs> hope you guys enjoyed this sprawling, rambling conversation. Uh, Rise of Skywalker is coming up fast. So, I hope you guys are ready. We're not, but I hope you are. Uh, if you want to find us, you can find us on Twitter at SkyTalkersPod or our personal handles at Keelan Plusher and at Clarity. We also have our website, SkyTalkers.com. And if you want to leave us a review and tell us how we're doing, we would really appreciate that because it helps other people find our show on iTunes and we love meeting new listeners. So if you have a second to spare, we would really appreciate it if you could leave us a review on iTunes. You can also support us in other ways by following us on Twitter or you can head on over to our Patreon as well. Yeah. And I want to thank our amazing patrons, Jason, Jennifer, Jessica, Mike, 
Thomas, Bridget, Gina, Shelbo, Joey, James, Kathy, Gee, Kate, Nathan, Sam, Bailey, Eric, Kelly, Amy, Neil, Mary, Larry, James, Sarah, Susanna, Z, Cherie, Angela, Diana, Becca, Lynn, Katie, Courtney, Amy, Kelly, Jim, Swara, Bradley, Josh, Ian, Raz, Lakshana, Candice, Ewan, Tom the Fanboy, Daniel, Heather, Brooklyn, Kimma, Jalia, Matthew, Captain Britton, Jackson, Carrie, Jackson, Raphael, David, Ada, Liz, Christian, Nicole, Jonathan, Rachel, Aaron, Brooke, Rebecca, Kathy, I, Rebel, Kimberly, Vundacast Productions, Christian, Adam, Megan, Courtney, Santara, Thomas, John, Megan, Kate, Matthew, Fernanda, Chell, Manny, David, Claudia, Kate, Lady Valkyrie, Jenny, Blessed Cheesemaker, Dan- Danny, Lumpa Raru, Patrick, James, Hammy, Neil, The Dorky Diva Show, Megan, Stuart, Kyle, Jessica, Kells, Chastity, Aliyah, Travis, Katie, Alyssa, Rebecca, Delaney, Angela, Ali, Natalia, Daz, Serene, Shireen, Molly, Jared, Claire, Brad, Caitlin, Rebecca, Helly, Scott, BJ, Casey, Lauren, Tom, Edith, Kirsty, The Clashing Sabres Podcast, and Chuck. Thank you all so much for supporting us. Yes, thank you guys so much. And until next time, may the force may be the with force you. May the force be with you. Sky Talkers is a member of the Star Wars Escape Pods Network. Explore more great content and get to know our sister shows at WeAreEscapePods.com and on Twitter at WeAreEscapePods. The Star Wars Escape Pods Network, promoting positivity in fandom.